broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From my own home, because I have coronavirus, and it's it's a dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of my own coronavirus den. (laughs) Uh, Another episode of the Armstrong and Getty Show, and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Millionaires and billionaires! The targets of the brand new novel taxes the Democrats are trying to unveil. Well, they're they're off that, right? They're on to corporations. I blinked and missed it. All yeah, right. yeah Joe Manchin said, yes. nah, not so much with the billionaire thing. <laughs> well, everybody decided that was unworkable. Well, um, and every European country that's ever tried it has canceled it and as a disaster. You'd think they'd have heard of that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how closely anybody's following that stuff because it's kind of uh, ever-changing and, uh, you know, it's a sausage-making legislation, which is generally fairly boring. But big finish now. Go on now, big finish. They're going to pass something, something around at least $3 trillion. Nobody has any idea what stuff's going to be in there or not. I got all kinds of information. Wall Street Journal, thankfully, compiled all the data on how pre-K... I hate to even use that term because it's 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 uh, uh, bending to the will of the progressive language. Exactly, always, which which even we do too much. Everybody does it because they they decide the terms, so we all use the terms, so we know what we're talking about. They call it pre-K as if it's part of education. Not only is there no data to say that it helps. There is a fair amount of data to say that it hurts education. Oh, I want to hear this. And 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 we're going to spend gazillions of dollars under the idea of everybody having a fair shot at education in this country. Pre-K, universal pre-K, which the, the progressives have been fighting for forever. Nobody thought would ever happen. And now it's almost that's almost guaranteed to be part of this. They've given up on the free year of community college, which would have been a complete waste of money, probably, because it would have been more government indoctrination and some crap that doesn't help you in your life. But this pre-K stuff's a waste of money and all kinds of different things. And then the the paying for it part changes on an hour-by-hour basis. Now, when I went to bed last night, they had given up on the taxing 700 billionaires thing because it's stupid. One, it doesn't add up to very much money. Two, it's probably unconstitutional. Three, the billionaires would figure out a way around it anyway. Right. Um, uh, and have gone with some sort of raising corporate taxes to pay for everything. Notice the one thing they never do, they never even discuss, is closing all the many loopholes that they have inserted for the benefits of the money men on Wall Street. That's never even discussed, my friends. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Yeah, so I am... Uh, I don't know if I have coronavirus or not. I've tested negative five times in the last week and a half. Um, I th- so if you were listening earlier, my whole family has tested positive for it. I thought I gave it to them because I was feeling pretty sick before them. So mm-hmm. I thought I just missed it. Well, I talked to a uh, 
Uh, I got a call from the county uh, contactor. I am a tracer for the county, and I call the sick folks. Uh, tracer for the county, and uh, he said, "No, nah, no. Nah, if you had it, you've you've taken a test since you think you had it." And I said, "Yeah, several times." He said, "Are oh, you test positive?" He said, "I'm here to call and tell you don't have anybody in your family take a test for at least ninety days." Because you'll test positive for a long time after you have COVID. Oh, wow. So I didn't have COVID? But then I was around my family who did have COVID. Not not worried about it because I thought I gave it to them. Unclean, unclean. And now I feel worse than I felt when I thought I had it. But I'm still, I'm taking the home tests with the little pink lines. And while I am pregnant, I don't think I have COVID. (laughs) Well, congratulations and congratulations. It's fantastic. But how could I be around two kids with COVID for a whole weekend and not catch it? Well, I'm vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. You'd, you'd still think you'd get a, a mild case that'd kick around in you and, a little bit. And why do I feel so crappy? I got a sore throat. got a headache. I got body aches. I got the whole th- I got the, the menu of COVID things. Dang. I'm sorry to hear that. I've got the mildest of cold symptoms. I should have lied to my doctor. I'm supposed to have my annual checkup for every six months, whatever it is. Uh, today... And they asked me a whole slew of questions online, and I answered yes to one of them. Yes, I've been in a large gathering of humans recently. Um, and so I got a call yesterday. I didn't even see the message. What happens when you're, uh, you get a call, you don't recognize the number, and then the voicemail comes in like 13 hours later? What's going on with that? Anyway, so then I finally, the thing pops up. It's like, you know, the 830 at night, I'm watching the World Serious, and, uh, and it's, uh, the doctor, we, we need to talk to you about one of the answers to your questions before you come in tomorrow. So do you, if you could a, please give us a call. Do you have a gun in your home? How do you, how do you, is it locked up? <laughs> I got a gun in my mouth. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I got a gun in my mouth. Mind your own effing business. <laughs> Why don't you ask me about the rest of my constitutional rights? Do you have any soldiers quartered in your house? Have you assembled recently, peaceably? Have you asked for a redress of your grievances? That's a good one, because I've been dealing with that a lot lately, that question from medical professionals, and uh, that's a good retort. I I usually say I'm not going to answer that question. And then they always, the 22-year-old social worker who just got out of college always seems aghast, like I'm Al-Qaeda or maniac or something like that. I'm not going to answer that question, but that's a good response. Do you have any other questions about my constitutional rights? <laughs> yeah, have I peaceably assembled any time in the last week? Right, right. Have I uh, administered and or undergone any cruel or unusual punishments? <laughs> now, let me think about that. <laughs> eh, unusual, yes. <laughs> anyway, so the doctor, because you said, yes, you've been in a gathering, now you yeah. get sifted into a different group yeah evidently i gotta call them and explain myself or whatever and i've had the sniffles for the next last couple of days although again i got a negative covid test so i don't who knows what's going to happen now i don't know they might see me out they at one at one point i thought i might have the vid and they saw me out in the uh negatively pressured tent that's got all the fans and everything it's like you're you know you're on the moon or something and you're you see you, you, you hop along the moon and then into the lunar capsule and it's all space age in there and everything so maybe they want to see me out there that's fine whatever or so they might put me off i don't know if you've had the contract contact tracing thing happen with your your town or your county or whatever that's pretty in-depth i was on the phone with this dude for probably a good 20 minutes wow they ask a lot of questions which i know a lot of our listeners would not want to answer i mean a lot of a lot of questions about uh, what you've been doing and where you've been going and i you, I you rat me it. out i'll kill you <laughs> i 
<laughs> I went along with it because uh, he said, and this probably isn't true because it's the government, but uh, it's just going into a big giant compilation as they try to figure out how the freaking COVID is spreading and what's going on. They're still trying to gather data on the dang thing. And I thought, I got nothing to hide on this. So. Yeah, yeah. I tell you, if there's an ongoing theme, it's that every time I, I crack open the Internet and read some new scholarly paper on the, the uh, what we decide to call it, the Fauci fever. Clever. Better in print, but clever. Every time I read something new about it, it becomes clear to me that we are still in our infancy and or toddlerhood of understanding this damn thing. You know, not only the spread of it, but I was reading this morning about um, psychiatric problems among teens who've had the COVID because they uh, an, an antibody thinks it's supposed to be attacking the COVID. It attacks their brain cells instead. And there are just a handful of cases, uh, but more and more are being recognized. So this freaking disease, how strange, how strange it is. How would you know if you had a foggy brain? My brain always seems foggy. It's extra yeah. foggy. Yeah, I think in for a prolonged period. Buddy you don't have those the, brief flashes of lucidity. A buddy of mine who had the COVID, he um he swears his brain is still foggy. So. Wow, I don't need that. I really, no. really don't need that. No, no. It's the only part of me that's worth a damn, and and, and only only kinda. I suppose we should officially start the show. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong at home with the COVID. I think or not. Or just a cold. Uh, he's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, October 27th, the year 2021. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All righty, then. Here's the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations at Mark. According to economists, <laughs> breakfast is about to get a whole lot more expensive. Oats are up more than 80%, and the price of sugar and lean hogs are up, which means record prices for America's favorite cereal, cinnamon toast ham. <laughs> I could go for some of that. That does sound good. That really does. It's kind of a honey-baked breakfast cereal, huh? We didn't get to the big Kellogg's uh, case over Pop-Tarts, <laughs> where it turns out the uh, like the strawberry top Pop-Tarts don't have any strawberry in them. So that's a big lawsuit. Or they don't have enough strawberry in them, right? That's what they're claiming. I don't think they have any strawberry in them. Well, I was just going to say, uh, I called Joe Getty to the stand. Uh, Your Honor, I didn't. uh, I kind of assumed there was no strawberry within 100 miles of these things. It's just a sugar sort of flavored kind of like strawberry. That's what I uh, assume. I'm I'm here speaking for all of mankind. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody thought when they had a strawberry Pop-Tart they were getting any healthy strawberry. Nobody. 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 (laughs) (laughs) This is just another one of these class action cases that are designed entirely to make lawyers rich. They just pick a consumer product. They probably uh, walk through the grocery store rubbing their chin or or drive around looking at Subway. Subway foot long. I wonder if those are like 11 and three quarters inches. Let's sue them. Wait a minute, Pop-Tarts, strawberry Pop-Tarts, any strawberry in that? They just keep moving through the grocery store. Uh-huh. Cinnamon Crunch, after it gets wet, it doesn't crunch anymore. Wait a minute, that's a class action lawsuit. Right. Stop it. You're probably right about that. Uh, yes, yeah, so we got to look at the uh, quintillion dollar legislation that it's, some, of, some of it's going to pass. Trillions of dollars of it are going to pass. And I think because the number was pegged so high early... I think that something like three, four, five trillion dollar passing is going to get no attention. I think most people are not going to know anything about it, and even people who are news junkies are going to say, "Oh, yeah. you're either going to be disappointed that it's so low, or think, oh, we won, we beat them down to only five trillion. And it's 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 going to be the biggest change in our in our country's uh, finances ever 
in one stroke, and like nobody's going to pay any attention. Based on a split Senate, a split House, a guy who barely won the presidency. It's unbelievable. Who constantly coughs into his hand and shakes other people's hands. Have you seen oh, that controversy? Goo, so have much goo. seen that controversy? We have to talk there. about that later. How does mailbag look? It's uh, quite good. We're going to feature one email in particular, a blockbuster. Oh, I look forward to that. We had so much good stuff to get to on our text line. is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Hold on, I'm gobbling down ibuprofen for this sore throat I got. Wow. I wonder if you have the Fauci fever. But the home tests, they're pretty accurate. That's what I've been reading. Yeah, I I don't think you get a lot of false negatives on them. I did an official test like a week ago. And several home tests, I'm a no on all of them. But my kids have COVID. I mean, it just seems so odd. So you're telling Mm. me I just got a really bad cold with all the COVID symptoms the same time my kids have COVID. It's crazy, isn't it? It seems unlikely. Yeah, it does. It does. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. So I I woke up this morning and I thought, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go with uh, quotes from some of the more obscure founding fathers, some of the guys who signed the Declaration of Independence. And I did some digging. You know what I found? I know why they're obscure now. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have much to say. And so as I was digging through, I I came across uh, some great stuff from old Ben Franklin. I mean, a quote machine, if there ever was one. And I believe this to be... uh, B.F. Clever A.F. Oh, yeah. Well said. Uh, And these are not like uh, Ben Franklin said, the problem with the Internet is that there's too many freeloaders. No, these are all cited from where (laughs) this is not, you know, any of the crap you come across all the time that seems a little too perfect, if you have a sense of that. Anyway, this is Ben Franklin. I am for doing good to the poor, but I differ in opinion of the means. I think the best way of doing good to the poor is not making them easy in poverty, but leading them and driving them out of it. In my youth, I traveled much, and I observed in different countries that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided for themselves, and of course became poorer. And on the contrary, the less was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer. No way. You're telling me human nature is immutable, and it's been the same forever? I know, knock me d- d- down with a feather. Or you're just listening to another rich white male tell poor people what's wrong with them. All right, believe what you want to believe. I believe in observing human nature and reacting to it, not re- not l- believing some a professor who's never had a job in his freaking life who-, who sketches out a fantasy world on a chalkboard and then believe that like some religious cultist. But, you know, you go your way, I'll go mine. Mailbag. couple of quickies. Ian in Tijuana writes, uh, oh, my gosh, the first eight months of the Biden administration, Joe Biden's voters are rolling in their graves. <laughs> it, it, took, it took me a second. <laughs> that is all, signed Ian. <laughs> you made me laugh. Guys, listening to yesterday, Joe referred to Alec Baldwin as the captain from the Hunt for Red October. Of course... Surely you remember that Sean Connery played the captain of the Red October. Uh, Alec Baldwin played the CIA analyst Jack Ryan. You know, as my uh, hallmark is accuracy, John, I appreciate you reminding me of that. Quite true. What's the what's best Alec Baldwin role? Alex Baldwin. That one there. 
I, I, think know, if you're I, gonna, I think if you're going to include all roles, it's Jack Donahue from 30 Rock. Mm, it's pretty strong. One of the great characters in television history. And then uh, David uh, writes, um, oh, it's, uh, well, it's, it's actually he sent along a note from a friend in Portland. He is uh, uh, an ambulance, uh, an EMT, ambulance driver, EMT guy. I'm ready to leave this job in this town. Portland really sucks, and there's nobody in this government who can change it. Rampant crime everywhere. Drug camps setting the city on fire. My fellow paramedics getting routinely assaulted trying to help people, and the city doesn't care. They act like danger is just part of the job. Portland police used to burn their motors out to get to a scene to help us when we called. I was always thankful for how safe my job was. We had a crew attacked with a baseball bat the other night, and one officer was sent to help too late to catch the guy. The same medic was attacked with a box knife earlier this year. Wow. We had a guy throwing chunks of concrete and rocks at our ambulances, and it took two years for the police in the Multnomah County DNA to do anything about it. Uh, this person delayed numerous transports and responses, including a very sick child, after the ambulance windshield was shattered. Now we have an- another rock thrower. I wonder how long it will take them to deal with this one. We had a paramedic stab just driving to a post in an ambulance. What did the DA ask for? Probation and time served. For stabbing a paramedic. Well, how mad would you be if your kid is really, really sick, the paramedics get there, but they can't help your kid because some homeless lunatic is attacking the paramedics? You know, I just got halfway through that note. It is about the decay of the government of Portland like so many blue cities. We'll finish it up on the other side of the break. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. The Brits were already having supply chain issues. Now food is so scarce that some supermarkets are filling empty produce sections and bare store shelves with pictures of whatever items should have been in those places. Yes, things have gotten so bad that the technical challenge on the great British baking show this week was paper mache brownies. Now let's see what these actual cardboard groceries look like. Here's some asparagus. If you eat it, your pee smells like cardboard. Some stores aren't even putting in the effort to print actual photos of food, opting instead for outlines of generic products. At least that's what I think it is. It could be the chalk outline of food that was murdered. So that's interesting. Will we start doing that in the United States? There are a lot of bare shelves still around. No, we don't have any pears, but if we did, this is what they would look like. <laughs> Let's all it... get together and remember pears. Doesn't that make it worse? <laughs> I don't know. That's so odd. But there is something shocking about a bare shelf, so maybe psychologically it is not worse. They might be onto something. I did not uh, appreciate his coarse reference to human urine, but as long as he made it, I will tell you this. This was sent along by alert listener uh, Mirto. Uh, SpaceX is taming some toilet troubles in its Dragon capsules before launching four more astronauts. Uh, they want to make sure that any uh, toilet leaks won't compromise the capsule launching, etc., etc. During SpaceX's first private flight last month, a tube came unglued, spilling urine onto fans and beneath the floor. You know, it's funny, in uh, popular parlance, it usually isn't the piss that hits the fans. Right. It's the other stuff. But luckily, in this stand, it was just the urine. Huh. Uh, so a tube came unglued. What kind of glue are you using? 
You got to, I mean, spend a couple of bucks extra and use the good stuff, right? The extra men hit the fan. Yeah. Just the other stuff. I'll be dang. Anyway, so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, one other. Coming up, how pre-K is a complete farce, but you're about to pay for it nationwide and actually might damage kids, according to several studies. Not only not help them, but damage them. Great Scott. How interesting. And a couple of sports stories that aren't actually about sports entirely, including guy threw a perfect inning or inning in a third last night on a broken leg. Wow. Uh, for the hotline of Braves. And the reason I bring it up is the social media reaction, which is going to tell you everything you need to know about social media. Who won the World Series game last night? I think it was, uh, you know what? I you watched know. the game and don't know? How hammered were you? Uh, no, I could only watch part of it. Oh. Uh, somebody figured that out. Alex, surely young Alex knows, right? Uh, well, Alex, Hotlanta, baby. Hotlanta, 6-2. 6-2, okay. You know, I said to, to my wife yesterday, I don't really have a rooting interest. Then I started thinking about it, and I thought, and we will get back to that fabulous letter about Portland in just a second. But um, I realized if Atlanta does well and wins, there will be multiple games in Atlanta who was screwed out of the All-Star game when Major League Baseball in cowardly and idiotic fashion bowed to the extremists and moved the game out of majority black Atlanta, where hundreds of thousands of black people would have benefited, into lily-white Denver, in a state where they have extremely similar laws, voting laws. Remember, it was all about the voting laws uh, back then. Jim Crow on steroids, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so they move it to Denver, where the laws are the same, and it's lily-white. It was idiotic, and it was just so stupid, and we can't let things like that happen. Anyway, so if Atlanta does well, not only will there be multiple games in Atlanta, and 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 the the uh, commissioner of baseball is going to have to show up there with trophy in hand right, and hand it to the Atlanta That's Braves, and the discussion of how stupid the All Star Game thing was will happen over and over and over again. So I'm rooting like crazy for the Braves. Go Braves! You know, and every time one of us references Jim Crow on steroids, the fact that he got away with saying that and that wasn't a bigger deal that's the might be the worst thing any president has ever said i would agree as you know it is a horrific thing it it is it is minimizing the holocaust on steroids it's a horrific thing to say on a number of levels which we discussed at the time and i'm delighted to discuss again because i've discussed ted Anyway, back to this letter about Portland. And, you know, just another quick aside. This has to do with the the note we're going to read. It's another Tangent Tuesday. That's right. Except it's Wednesday. (laughs) Well, uh, Tuesday's been on a container ship outside the port of Los Angeles (laughs) waiting for weeks. Uh, Anyway, uh, we'll semi-regularly get an email saying, and and the show's been based out of California for a very long time, uh, saying, if you guys hate California so much, why don't you just move? Look, dumb guy who evidently has access to a computer. I love California in a lot of ways. I love Portland. I love Seattle. They're incredible cities. I love L.A. in a different way than some of the other ones just because I despise traffic. But anyway, uh, we, we, we are trying to save the souls of these places, not because we hate them. Duh. It's because we love them. Also, bad policy spreads across the country seems to be the case. So, uh, oh yeah, part of yeah, so big part of the show is warning y'all. Yeah, 
What, what are the, the way, fruits of these policies? Email or tell your wife to clean up her cigarette butts when she leaves my house. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Word to your mama. All right. Uh, where were we? Ah, to start again. So this is uh, from an EMT uh, ambulance guy in Portland. I'm ready to leave this job in this town. Portland really sucks. There's nothing in nobody in the government who can change it. Rampant crime is everywhere. Drug camps setting the city on fire. My fellow paramedics getting routinely assaulted trying to help people, and the city doesn't care. They act like danger is just, quote, part of the job. Portland police used to burn their motors out to get to a scene to help us when we called. I was always thankful for that and how safe my job was. We had a crew attack with a baseball bat the other night. One officer was sent to help too late to catch the guy. Now, yet another tangent. And you're going to hear of more horrific things done to EMTs, to ambulance drivers who are trying desperately to save people. This has everything to do with that new meth that we were talking about mm. last week, I guess it was. Why in the name of all that is good and decent would you attack an ambulance uh, technician? You would have to be full-on vicious and crazy. It's that meth that nobody's Mm. talking about. Different chemical composition if you didn't catch those conversations. But anyway, uh, let's see. Attacked with a baseball bat. uh, Cops too late to, to catch him. Same medic was attacked with a box knife earlier this year. We had a guy throwing chunks of concrete and rocks at our ambulances. Took two years for the police in Multnomah County DA to do anything about it. This person delayed numerous transports and responses, including a very sick child after the ambulance windshield was shattered. Now we have another rock thrower in a different part of town. Wonder how long it'll take to deal with this one. We had a paramedic stabbed just driving to a post in an ambulance. And what did the DA ask for? Probation and time served for stabbing an innocent man. This Boy, is, these, these radical DAs, that's another tangent, another topic. This is a complete breakdown of civilization. It is. It absolutely is. If you got you get in a car wreck or have a heart attack or whatever else, you, you have to call the paramedics for the first time in your life for a lot of us. And it's delayed or you can't get help because of the drug addict, homeless, crazy person. Oh, my God. Your child is having a seizure, and you wait, and you wait, and you wait. The Portland City Council is inept and has no idea what goes on out there in their streets. Joanne Hardesty said in a meeting with behavioral health officials, which we were not invited to earlier this month, that she couldn't believe that we needed police to get unstable mental health patients on the gurney. Uh... What do you mean you can't believe? They just told you. She called us contractors instead of EMTs or paramedics, as if we paramedics should fight with individuals to make them go to the hospital against their will. That's not what we're trained to do. We we aren't trained to apprehend people. We don't carry tasers. Of late, my coworkers are purchasing ballistic vests. Some paid their own money for them. There's talk of wearing helmets. I can't believe that we have gotten to this point. I fully support my coworkers in trying to protect themselves, but if I feel I need to wear a vest and a helmet, I'm done. In 18 years, I've never needed these until now. Tell your city government to protect the people who take care of you. You know, that, in 18 years, we've never needed this before. That's kind of the argument I was making to my city council when I was all worked up about my situation is things are different than they were 20 years ago, 10 years ago. Nobody thinks this is a better direction. <laughs> so why no. don't why don't more people pay attention? Why don't we do something about this? Yeah. Well, what you just heard is the result of progressive policies, including failure to recognize 
the fact that the people on the streets in the tents committing the crimes are bums and junkies, and they are increasingly, and and, and actually to a very, very large degree, uh, tweakers, meth heads who are taking this new sort of meth that instead of making you crazy in three years of addiction, it makes you crazy in six weeks of addiction. It's chemically different. It's incredibly dangerous. And until we wake up to the reality and address it through harsh interdiction, sealing the border, enforcement of drug laws, and I've always been libertarian on drug laws, but this stuff is dig. Great, it's disintegrating our society. Until we get serious about that, every minute and every dime spent on the homeless problem. Well, damn near every I'm gonna be fair. There are there are efforts that are bearing fruit and they are well intentioned and they are probably okay. But the vast majority of the time and money spent is being wasted until you address this new meth situation. End of rant. Well, how do I take in as much news as I take in from as many sources as I take it in? And I've not heard this story anywhere but here about the new meth. You know, and it comes from the, it's it's a, a, a long excerpt from a book that The Atlantic published. It's a new book that's out. I'm hoping it gets more attention, but you're right. It's shocking how little this has been discussed, uh, given the devastating impact of it. I think on the left, it's extremely uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Because you are, quote, unquote, blaming the homeless for their plight. And, you know, I don't run in those circles I have an appreciation of how powerful that urge to suppress anything that goes against the narrative is, but I don't think I fully appreciate what it feels like if you're in the newsroom of the New York Times and you're woke and everybody you work with is woke and the rest of it and you all have your doctrines and and you're practically cultists and you don't dare step out of the approved narrative. I think it's it's even more powerful than we suspect. Well, it's school picture time of year, and you know what that means. Another controversy over... Kids getting their pictures retouched against their wishes or parents doing it or what's wrong with society. That whole conversation is always fun. I've got a couple of great examples for you. Our text line is uh, 4152. Oh, General Milley said something really important. Really important. I wish people pay attention. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A couple of texts we got on the text line, which is my favorite place to get them. Um, one, ambulance driver is a slur in our profession. So apparently saying ambulance driver as opposed to paramedic is a uh, slur. Or EMT. Right. Okay. My apologies. Although uh, I was reading an email. Anyway. Also, this text. Hey, guys, I'm listening to some old podcasts. Yeah, if you missed the show or an hour of the show, even, you can get it on the podcast at armstrongandgetty.com. Uh, you guys are talking about the perfect timing of China invading Taiwan. When will it happen? My prediction, wait for after the Olympics. That's what Russia did with Crimea, Ukraine. That is right. I've heard several people bring that bring that up. I don't know if there's any like logic to the timing of that, but that is roughly the timing of when Russia did their thing. More on China here in just a second. Well, I think if you did it before the Olympics, the Olympics would turn into a poo storm. I doubt controversy. Do you care that much about the Olympics if your uh, whole goal is getting Taiwan and you're successful? Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then came across this thread yesterday. And I this is un, this is new to me. There are two types of people in the world. One, sane, rational human beings. And two, people who don't clear the microwave timer. 
<laughs> at work specifically, I guess. And then there was a reply back when we worked in the office. Some people complained about people leaving seconds on the microwave timer. From yes. that point on, I started doing it on purpose. Um, I never noticed, but this is a thing. This is a point of contention. I have always been mildly annoyed by people who do that. They pop so, their food out with the nine seconds left and then just don't hit clear. I don't. I would never have, would never have oh crossed my, my mind. Oh, my God, you're one of those. I should have known. And then if Look I at him, his there... beady eyes, his squinty look. Just, oh, and if I show up and there is time on the microwave, that's a pretty pretty awful situation. I have to clear it myself. And oh, yeah, it. you get to clean up the other person's mess. That's fair in your world, apparently. <laughs> Now, an actual mess, I think that is incredibly uncool, like your spaghetti sauce spills all over and whatever splatters on the ceiling. That's gross. It's the same thing. thing. Seconds on the clock. That's funny. Same thing. There are various things that I've learned these throughout my life. (laughs) There are various things that I've been doing for years, need to find out, oh, my God, that's a major social faux pas. I had no idea. Nobody ever told me. Hmm. Civilization is breaking down. You approve? Um, I'll do this before I get to the uh, serious China thing. It's school picture time. If you got kids in school, you know it's about that time. And this has been popping up for years now. The whole trend toward retouching pictures, particularly for grade school kids. I realize as you get farther into high school, particularly for girls, it's an important thing. I still think it's weird. But if I had high school daughters, it's not like I would forbid it. Um, no, and for, I could see, like, you know, if it's acne or something like that. I, I could see, because that's not, you know, permanently part of who you are. But to retouch a little kid, that's just sick. Look, check yourself. Well, some some mom was mad because she had checked the box. When you, when you get the school picture form, there's a box on there on whether or not you would like, um, I think it's called basic retouching. And it says something like, um, I don't know, you know, brightens their eyes or... Smooths out their whatever. I don't know. It seems pretty minor. I always check no, because I don't. I, I think retouching your kid's photo is weird. I'm sorry. I want to know what my kid looked like in fourth grade. And I think they want to know what they looked like in fourth grade. Right. What do you anyway. want glowing eyes and red lips on your kid for anyway? What are you, Britney Spears' dad? So, so a mom, this happens every year, a mom got angry that her 10-year-old um, they had airbrushed the freckles off their 10-year-old, and they have the oh. before and after. So the kid doesn't oh. have, is not a freckled face 10-year-old. They took the freckles out. Oh, wow. Because she checked the light retouching, which, you know, I think if you're going to do that. But isn't that crazy? We've decided yeah. freckled-faced kids, which is sort of the definition of cute kid or being a kid, and we've decided that that's something the human beings shouldn't have to look at. And you wouldn't want to remember those times when your 10-year-old was a freckled-faced cute kid. What is so it, weird. the year 1200, and we think that freckles are a sign of demonic possession or something like that? It's just I don't idiotic. know. It's so weird. And it's so shallow. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, on to something important. Well, I was going to say, soon it'll be uh, some 15-year-old girl with too much cleavage in her picture. So stay with us. Right. Uh, General Mark Milley, and I've heard other people say this. I think Mark Milley saying this is a big deal. General Mark Milley has compared China's hypersonic missile test to the Sputnik moment, which, if you don't know, it's when the Russians in 56-ish sent a satellite into space. We didn't have that technology at the time, and all of the rest of the world went, holy crap, they have a satellite in space. What are the communists going to do with that? 
Right. And they're ahead of us. And it, it really started the entire space race, which has got us to the moon and all kinds of different things. Um, Mark Milley, and I've heard other people say this. Well, actually, I've heard experts say this should be a Sputnik moment. Finding out the Chinese have hypersonic missiles that they can fly around the world without us being able to spot them or stop them should be a holy crap. We're that far behind. What are we going to do moment? But unless you watch Fox, I don't think you're even aware that this happened. Well, I got to differ, though. Uh, We have hypersonic weapons. We've tested them. Not anything that matches this. According to our Pentagon, yeah. No, no, they're way ahead of us on this. Really? That's shocking. According to every podcast I listened to in the last two weeks. Uh, I mean, I haven't personally tested the missiles myself, obviously, but... uh, yeah, Their technology is way ahead of where we thought they were and way ahead of us. Or at least what we're acknowledging. I hope it's that. I hope it's just way ahead of what we're acknowledging. Right. Well, and uh, I have a feeling that may be based on the reading I've done, but uh, it, it's almost irrelevant. The, the the dangerous fact is that they have that technology that can evade our radars, evade our missile defenses, and, and take out our cities. Now, we could just send 100 nuclear warheads at them and, uh, okay, it, uh, okay, we're behind in that technology. Look how we're doing in this one. <laughs> but it's still nuclear Armageddon. Yeah. Yeah, and as I heard a military expert say yesterday on a podcast, you don't in a race in an arms race, you don't want to barely win. You want to dominate, right? To keep from uh, from ever even having to fight. But uh, that's scary. Mark Milley says it should be a Sputnik moment. It's not. Nobody cares. There's something good on TV. Something something funny was on Twitter. Armstrong and Getty.